to nap on sessions or <laughs> here we are back um for another episode what's up we did i don't know how to answer that question yeah. hi uh, you're cute thank you thank you hi everybody we are back today talking about the story of us last time we were chatting about this we took an entire episode just to get up to pre-dating um so today we're gonna hop into what it was like when we first started dating and some of our some of the values that we brought into our relationship right from the beginning and the why behind those values so i think this is going to be a really fun conversation to have should we hop to it i think we should okay so when we when we got together did you know we were going to get married for sure no for sure no what did you think was going to be our outcome or like how did you approach what our outcome was going to be I think I, as much as possible, I tried to take that off the table. And I think a lot of that was driven by like past experiences, past relation, dating relationships, past uh, platonic re- relationships even, where I know I'd put too much emphasis on the end result and kind of looked ahead to what that would be. There's a phrase my mom used to say a bunch. I don't know if she got it from somewhere else, but mortgaging the present for the sake of the future. So like using using what the tokens that you have for the present and actually spending them on something that's ahead rather than using them in the in the present moment. I have moment. never heard that before and I think everybody needs to know that phrase. Right? Dang, that's so good. So the idea is don't mortgage the present for the sake of the future. And Damn. and so you're like you're using what you have, the tokens that you have now, relationally, energy, um, resources, whatever for the sake of the future and I, our culture is a lot of times driven by like invest 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 in the future take out a loan on a car so you can have a nice car, all these different things. And there's good to it and there's bad to it. At least especially like relationally for me, where I was at in terms of just like my life path and what I was processing through and all those different things. I was very much at a point where I knew I needed to focus on the present and even just like focus on my own, what my identity was in the present, not like what my identity was going to be in the future. And um, so I think that same, all those same things were like brought into our relationship for me. And I think you we're in the same place or at least willing to like take on a lot of that, those same principles. And so I think what that translated into was actually intentionally like taking focus off of what's ahead and bring it to actually what's, what's present right now. I knew confidently that I'd rather be alone or I'd rather be single than in the wrong relationship. And so there wasn't a, there wasn't, wasn't a big part of me that was like just trying to protect, Oh, I need to be in a relationship or in this relationship even Mm -hmm. I knew if this was the wrong one, I didn't want to be in it. And so I think in a lot of ways that like kept a focus on the present and like allowed me to be consistently investing in the present, which was what I think really helped grow um, our connection and like what we were building together. I think it affected positively our communication and um, honestly was like a really big piece of where we both were at and then the foundational pieces that went into our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so good. That was an epic question. That was a great leading question. Oh, cool. How did you answer that same question? Can you remember what it was? Do you know what it was? Yeah, the, the initial question was, did you know we were going to get married? Oh, yeah. I didn't for sure, but I knew that of any relationship I'd ever thought about, I could marry this person. I don't know if that's the right thing or where this is supposed to go, but of any man that I'd ever met, I was confident that if you and I got married, I would be really, really happy. (laughs) I feel like early on, I, I started falling into like emotional patterns 
of feeling like I had to kind of perform for our relationship. It was such a short like period of time, but it, it felt like a really clear um, message to myself. Like it was the same thing. I don't know if we talked about it or not, but it was the same thing. Like I can't look at this for what it will be. I have to just be here. And I think there was a part of me that was like, oh, this is going to be a great relationship. I'm going to act out a great relationship. And I, I just remember that like within the first like month or month and a half, you know, there were just a couple of moments where I found myself kind of performing a little. Like what would it look like to be boyfriend and girlfriend? Okay, let's do that. Right. Like laughing too hard or like trying to tell a joke or trying to be cutesy about something. And some of that's just like, you know, I'd never been in a proper relationship before. You know, I dated some people, but never, hey, we're both choosing each other right now. Um, so some of that's just like figuring it all out. But the conclusion that I came to pretty quickly was that I can't actually try and be a girlfriend. I actually just have to be myself with you, whatever the honest version of that is today. And that was really freeing and really helpful and challenging sometimes too, because I think it was maybe six months before I, I was able to look into, I was before I was able to like healthily look at what would it be like if we were together for a long time, where for, for the first large chunk of our relationship, it was literally a day at a time. Yeah. And honestly, that was, that was so good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I was working through a lot of past baggage of things where I'd only seen or I'd been in a culture where we'd only seen marriage as the point of dating. Mm-hmm. And I think there is like some nuggets of positive in that. But also, I think there's, at least personally from my experience, there's there's been huge um, benefit to legitimately just being in close relationship with people and like learning about myself and like learning about connection and different things like that. And so like, I don't look back on past relationships and be like, Oh, that was a failed marriage attempt. You know what I mean? And I I look at it more as, Hey, that was an opportunity to learn and grow in this way and learn and grow in this way and Mm -hmm. hone in on, Oh yeah, no, I connect with that part of a person, but I don't actually connect with these other six pieces. And when those other six pieces are not in line, that does not work. Mm -hmm. And I think honestly that like helped me to have a better perspective once I did like meet you and be like, Oh no, that is a lot of the uh, things that I've actually been looking for and connected with different people. I've connected with different people on different aspects of things, did not connect with a whole on those other people mm-hmm. and was able to recognize it when I actually was seeing it come together because mm-hmm. of these past like relationships or however you want to describe that. Well, and I remember there was a particular day we were at the bouldering gym and, and I was like really struggling with feeling like I don't measure up to all these like random women around me. And I see different aspects of you and I feel like you deserve a woman who is X, Y, or Z. And you start explaining all those pieces to me. Like, no, like we actually have values that align. And it was so centering for me, like so helpful for me to hear it, but then also so centering for me in the places of my heart that were feeling insecure or like I needed to measure up compared to all your other options where it actually isn't about one aspect of who I am. Like I'm not actually trying to stay beautiful because that's what you're drawn to, but my soul aligns with your soul in all the areas that matter. That I think if, if a person were to talk about soulmates or, or, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you're actually looking for someone who aligns with your, your soul and spirit in all of those areas, mm-hmm. not just one aspect. It was just so grounding for yeah. me. And like seeing all, all these like different externals as external exemplifications of where, what the soul is. 
And so like connecting on external things like an athletic person connecting with an athletic person or a musical person connecting with the musical person, it's not that those things aren't important and you're connecting on something else. Right. It's that those things are actually an external exemplification of where your soul is and what we're actually talking about in an intimate connection, in intimate, yeah, intimate connection mm-hmm. is alignment, like soul alignment. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that's like reasons why dating can go in a ditch on one side or the other, where it's like we have to either go into this planning to get married or we actually have no intention in this relationship. And when you don't know what it is you're actually looking for, you start planning for the outcome or choosing the outcome doesn't matter. I just I'm realizing right now as we're talking like so much of dating before I met you was about what is our dating relationship going to look like? Not what are we meant to look like? And so mm, that's so good. when I realized like I would date these people and they, oh, I can't marry them. I'll just mess around. There was no intentionality and I learned things from them and I grew from them. And it was really valuable. But if I'd understood that what I was actually doing was connecting with them on certain core values and we weren't aligned enough for like a long-term relationship, I could have invested in those core values really heavily and gl- gleaned and gained so much from those relationships. And it would have been mutual. Like the, right. the other, it wouldn't have, just, wouldn't have just been like a selfish thing. Oh, I'm going to take everything I can and then leave. Right. Like it would have actually been a positive thing. But I feel like it takes so much pressure off of relationships where you're like, this feels like the right thing, but I also know I'm not supposed to marry this person, which when I was growing up, I was like, well, if you're not going to marry them, it's not the right thing. But it actually clears that brain fog so much to be like, actually... I'm supposed to be investing in this person and what we're going to learn from each other. And that is a perfectly valid reason to be in relationship with someone. Mm -hmm. Also guard your heart. But Mm -hmm. there is more to relationship than marriage or tomfoolery. Good job. That was a damn good 10 minutes. (laughs) What do you think about touching on a few like practicals? that were important for us, either yes. good or bad, like what we learned from bad right. things or, or that were positive things. If that's helpful for people, great. Stay tuned in. If it's mm-hmm. if you don't think it's going to be helpful, tune out. Skip to the next episode. Bye. One thing, so one thing that is coming to mind right away is I think that one of the things that was so helpful about looking at our relationship a day at a time was that it actually required a level of selflessness in our investment with each other because if you're looking to the future and missing the present by mm. doing that, that like that's a very selfish yeah. way to operate in a relationship because you're not actually present to the person that you're with, which is the point. But also you start to try and safeguard something you've imagined, which is just self-seeking and like self-preservation. So you, you miss out on the present. You also miss out on what you could be growing if you were invested here. Like that is a thing that I see people get caught up in is this. I think we're going to get married. And so I'm going to act like I think I should act in order to build towards marriage, which robs you and robs them and robs your future. And I think you can lose a lot of intimacy by living for something that's not happening right now. And the self-development that could have happened along mm-hmm. the way. Right. If you just stayed present, you actually would have the future you're seeing. Like you're not seeing something wrong, but how do you like see something that's for not this moment and hold it enough to like build towards it, but hold it loosely enough to not live there? It's like it feels kind of silly to talk about that as being a selfish thing to do. 
But I, I actually think that is kind of the core root of that tendency it, is that you want a certain outcome. And so you start behaving in ways that you think will get you that outcome. And then it stops being your partner. Another thing that, that we started doing right away or pretty right away was not like copying compliments where it's so easy, especially now we do it now where it's like, Hey, I love you. Oh, I love you too. But when you've established like a strong foundation of intimacy, that actually can be a genuine place. But what I felt was an easy trap to fall into was return, like giving a compliment in order to receive a compliment, hoping to get something by giving something. And it like has this foundation of like creating intentionality and like protecting the space from manipulation, mm -hmm. but also sets you up for just creativity. So essentially what we did was we set up a rule where you weren't allowed to return the same compliment to the person that the person had just told you. Yeah. So if Anna said, I love you, I couldn't say I love you back. Or if she said, I don't know. Dang, you look hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Some, some sort of compliment. You couldn't just return the same compliment. So you could either wait and return that compliment later at a different time, or you had to come up with some other compliment to put in that place. And essentially what it did was it just like required intentionality in that interaction. That's really easy to just be like interactional, uh, like transactional. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of like saying good morning. And then you, you obviously say good morning back, um, or it's rude to not say good morning back. So it's just like, uh, finding some structures like that to, to almost force intentionality, but because we're both on the same page on the, the intention and the reason behind it, it actually didn't feel forced. It felt like just our, like our own little thing. Right. Well, and it, I started seeing things that I wouldn't have seen normally. You know, when you start giving the compliments that you've heard before, like, oh, you look great. Oh, I love you. It, it's hard to break out of the shell of, uh, or break out of the mold of what you've seen done. And if somebody commented to us when we were maybe dating or early marriage, like, wow, it's just so funny. You guys like give each other compliments all the time. Like, that's so cute. I think it was born out of that where we weren't giving compliments to receive compliments. And, and we actually started noticing like little things that we loved about the other person. And I don't actually think there was ever any sort of like competition of like giving a good compliment. It was just born mm -hmm. out of just that little bit of intentionality. Suddenly I started noticing, I love the way that he cares for me in like cooking or I love it when he hums a song when you're not allowed to just you know repeat and mimic you start to to pick up on things that you're really grateful for about the other person that you wouldn't probably have noticed otherwise or that i wouldn't have noticed otherwise yeah. so i feel like it bred a lot of gratitude for the other person and then verbalizing that i mean it feels so nice to hear somebody like see you and then tell you what they see just felt a lot of trust mm -hmm. if you're going to go back and give advice to your 21 almost 22 year old self either shortly after we'd started dating or before we started dating do you know what you'd tell yourself i feel like it's cheating to be here and like look back and talk to that person just because there there's so much assurance that it worked out like one of the things that comes to mind right away is like just rest in this like just breathe and enjoy this. I think I spent a lot of time worrying about where it was going and if it was going the right way and what else I should be doing. And I think I would just, just tell myself like rest, invest, enjoy. Mm -hmm. There's some other things. I got to think for a second. 
let me go with mine and then yeah great i think i would probably say something very similarly i think what i would want to communicate would like lead to that rest you're talking about i think i would tell myself to trust my gut and to trust the holy spirit Mm. like trust that the holy spirit is in this because like i think the only the only like question was are my motives pure i know i really want this should i really want this and by this i mean like the good of this to continue on and to continue to to build. So I think like the only struggle there was questioning that was when I questioned that. And then just like, but the beauty of handing like my hopes and dreams, wishes over to God, surrendering what my hopes and dreams were. And then the consistency of it coming back the same. I feel like that's like a thing that we like walk with God in all the time where it's like, I'm going to give you this and I have to give it with an open heart, not expecting it back. But his nature is to, take it from us so that all of our emotional investment can be freed and then give it back to us. Yeah. Like, I don't think I spent a lot of time like actually worrying, Oh no, this might not be the right thing. But there was a lot of like wrestling for me of like, man, I really wish that I really hope that this is the thing. This is amazing. And I want all of the ways that I can imagine it to come true. But then like trying to find balance between, okay, like what's mine to focus on in the moment? What's mine to like carry for the future? And like, what's mine to surrender? And what was really cool through that process is like, I was like learning the process of surrender, not surrender as in like giving up, but like surrender as in like actively being like, I wrote it out in my journal so many times, like list of all the things that I like, I, I wished or hoped for. And then being like, all right, God, I'm, I'm actually handing this all to you. I surrender yeah. all of this. Yeah. This is something that I am not holding on to anymore. Give me back what you want me to carry. But I'm just like tying this with a bow and handing it over. Yeah. Because I don't know that it's mine for sure. I, that's like something that I don't know. Well, and, that, and then the super cool part is that then it gets all, then right. it gets repeatedly handed back. And yeah. like maybe a refined version of it is what gets handed back. But that's the cool part too, because like what I wanted was the refined version. And so like that surrender actually refines it. I was just thinking as you were talking, like it is amazing, but I actually wouldn't do things differently. And I think the reason is that you and I were both asking God to be the center for each of us individually the entire time. Every question that came up in the relationship, I didn't go to you first. I went to him first. Like, Lord, what am I supposed to do with this piece? Am I supposed to bring this to Will? Are we supposed to discuss this and address this right now? Or am I supposed to let it go? And having that as the structure, I think is a huge thing that grounded us, continues to ground us. Good job, baby. Good job, we did it. We get to this point, I just want to have more conversations. Mm-hmm. I think this one's kind of wrapped up. Maybe yeah. think, yeah. We do need to learn how to do an outro. Yeah. What I love about these conversations is that we actually have it all planned out, like what the topics are going to be. But then we're making space for Holy Spirit to like refine it to a place of intimacy that He actually wants us to like explore together in front of people. All two of them. on the next episode. That's right. We'll see you later.